0: Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. The Internet Gods did not like us to start the show on time today, so we do apologize for that. We will get to here in just one second. We do have Jeffrey Benson from Circus Sports coming on here in just a couple of minutes to break down the big betting weekend. But, Dave, I said hi already, but. High part two
1: high part two Jimmy two times how you doing? how you doing? All right there we go now we're good to go um it's good i I, I feel better now that it's set out of the way. We had to restart the chat's coming in. the brigade is lining up as we go yeah, oh, what just happened oh all right, we're good. little glitch. I saw Benson
0: in the background That's good. We're good okay. to go. yeah, we'll bring him on here in just one second yes. uh what right at the top we were talking about tequila in the beginning you were telling a college story about drinking tequila one time finish the story
1: got very sick (laughs) the smell of it now gets to me i have no desire to ever get near it again even mixed like even in margaritas i haven't even tried really oh i uh
0: i learned a lot in college 30 years
1: yeah it's uh let's see it was 19 so I was uh 32 years ago at this point, yes, um, the smell of it gets me. We had a lot of fun that night. I don't really remember most of it, and I know that I was on the floor in a bathroom throwing up. Oh, no. Yeah, Oh, it was one of those nights. Yeah. uh, Yeah, so a lot of lessons you learn in college aren't always in the classroom. No. I learned that uh, tequila and me
0: don't agree. Do you drink hard alcohol, or did you drink hard alcohol before you had the stroke?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I love uh Crown Royal. Crown oh. Royal's my my favorite. Straight or or with Coke? Uh I learned that uh straight was good, mixed was good, <laughs> crown and seven was always oh. what I would go to and stuff. So um seven and seven was
0: my grandfather's drink. Really?
1: Yeah. Seagram's- At seven, Seagram's is it has a little bite to it. A little bite to it? It's like rubbing alcohol. I don't know what is
0: in that bottle. <laughs> that is some strong shit right there. That mm. is a yeah. I I remember I just he used to always smell of it. And then like when I got old enough, I was like, wait, my grandfather drinks this. Yeah. And, and they're like, Yeah, this is an old timer's drink. Yeah, that's the stuff seven. you
1: rub on burns or cuts <laughs> when you gotta get them closed. That stuff yeah. doesn't
0: work. Doesn't mess around. So yeah, that, that, that's the like the, the old timer drink. But yeah, tequila, I don't mind tequila. I I, I do like you know, Don Julio is a drink that I've had a lot. I I'd prefer to shoot tequila than I do to drink tequila. Right. So, like to kind of get it out of the way when someone's like tequila shots, I'm like, all right, that's fine. But like you I've know, done that socially since
1: college. I've just, you know, just to be nice, i will be like, all right, yeah, just boom, but throw it down. Don't ask me again. I want right. I'm a one and done. But
0: that's yeah. It. yeah. It's I've never been a big shooting. I, I I like drinking. I drink, you know, a couple of times a week. I just don't do shots. I, I was
2: never really a big shot.
0: To drink alcohol, not like just like slam alcohol back, right? Right, <laughs> get right, get all tipsy yeah. really fast. So that's just personally. But today's a fun day. I'm a huge, you like tacos, right? Oh man, I was in a discussion this morning
1: on uh, with the guys back in Pittsburgh doing the, the 93.7 the fan this morning. Yeah, they put out a tweet, What's the best, um, like ethnic food or whatever? And they yeah. got into the discussion whether it was Mexican, Italian, or uh, Japanese or Thai or something. Okay, and I mean Mexican food is the best. Tacos is oh come on, it's the best.
0: So good, man.
1: Yeah, I like it. I voted Italian. I said, I mean, but I am Italian, so I mean, I, I am Italian, Italian too.
0: Italian. But I don't yes. think
1: Italian is the best
0: food, though.
1: I don't know. I might go Asian. Yeah, that was a good discussion. We were uh, making lines and stuff. This I think morning. I might
0: go. I think I, I, I would put Asian. I mean. It's healthier. (laughs) I mean, if you're eating raw fish and you're eating – I mean, the rice is a little bit unhealthy, but most of Asian food is is healthier than pasta and sauce and fried and all the different Italian things, calamari and everything else that comes with it. But it's an interesting debate. I I would put Mexican food in there, but like – I don't know. I I think living in Houston definitely turned me on more to more Mexican food. Of
1: course. That's what I I mean. Like living in Phoenix and then here – I forget about it. But I mean, when yeah. I lived in Curacao, I tried a little bit of everything. Those people ate some stuff. I still not sure what some of that was, but I was like, yeah, I'll try everything. <laughs> they used to bring stuff to the office. And I'm like, what is this? And they would explain it to me. And I'm like, "Was it good?" I, some of it was good. And right. some of it, man, then one time we said we could bring stuff in for like a potluck. Ooh. And I kept looking at my, my brother-in-law now smoke. He was, you know, we sit up front where the chairs were, We're, you know, moving the lines and everything. And the girls were all around us. And they kept bringing us food. Right. And I kept looking at him after I took a bite. I'm like, what is this? He's like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Just said, eat it. Be quiet.
1: So, well, no, we would leave it on a plate and then we would throw it away underneath the, the counter. <laughs> the plate would be empty. And they'd be like, did you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. Go back to go. You know, we got late games. Don't <laughs> don't, don't leave your desk. And then we emptied the bag before they could see. And we
0: threw it all out. It was terrible. Oh, being bad. being very secretive and clandestine with your whole deal. Very. Need those girls to answer the phones. <laughs> what was your phone <laughs> What was your phone bill a month again in Carazo? Oh, six, six figures. Six
1: figures. <laughs> it was first time I saw it, I was like, "Man, we we got to get
0: more customers." It's, six figure it? phone bill, man. Could you Every imagine? Month. No. It's unbelievable. Oh. That's. A fun meeting when you have a bad month, right? And all of a sudden, the phone bill starts to matter. You know, you're in trouble. People start looking at the phone bill.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, people were calling for rundowns. Like it was like, oh, we had to change that.
0: We had to we had to do a rundown phone so they could call and get the lines. How did you the to- line movement work again? You told the story before, but I, wait, when you moved a line, did they call back every time?
1: Uh, it got to the point where I had to do I had to do the update on on the line phone every like eight minutes.
0: Eight. How do you do that every eight minutes it was torture like before and on an NFL Sunday morning where line movement. Terrible. Like if a guy gets scratched, quarterbacks out, line movements, three points. Like, do you do it every time the line goes from like seven to six to five to four no. and a half? Like you to I keep made line- it
1: clear that if you called the lines, you you got the lines, but you had to ask for the line before you placed your wagers and the lines were subject to change every at any point. <laughs> You know, but then guys would start calling and bitching at the
0: line phone wasn't right. I'm like, listen. So that's where the guys in minute. Colorado got the idea, huh? That's where they got the idea <laughs> to change numbers. <laughs> oh, too good. Too good. That's a perfect segue. Let's bring on Jeffrey Benson from Circa Sports. We've been Jeffrey talking a lot. Sportsbook Benson. operations manager from Circa Sports, the sports book mecca in downtown las vegas which we spend way too much time at but if you guys haven't come to this town and gone to circus sports you are definitely missing out jeff matt and dave
3: how are you good morning morning gentlemen thanks for having me on
0: oh my goodness he
1: looks so serious jeffrey relax (laughs) my goodness (laughs) don't be angry we got you here on time we'll get you out on time i know how busy you are sir first how are things can i ask him the first question absolutely do you enjoy playing the heel on Twitter right now in the sports gambling space?
3: I certainly do. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we uh, we need somebody to speak out for the player. And, uh, you know, I certainly don't have uh, any opposition to doing so. Um, obviously, there's definitely some you know, unscrupulous practices kind of going on in the industry, obviously, uh, you know, which both of you are aware of. Um, But, you know, for us, uh, obviously, we try to be as transparent as possible here at Circus Sports and, you know, do our best to, uh, you know, make sure that the, you know, bookie better relationship, you know, doesn't have to be adversarial. Um, and obviously, you know, with what you see on Twitter every day, um, you know, there's a lot of shops that, uh, you know, maybe don't take the same you know stance or approach when it comes to that. And, you know, for the recreational and non-recreational player, I think it, uh, you know, can certainly be a frustrating experience.
0: What was the guy talking about yesterday, complaining about you guys doing too many memes? Was he being serious? Like what, what was that?
3: Well, it was, uh, it was my day off and, uh, you know, I was having a little bit of fun and, you know, we, uh, we didn't have the series prices up as, uh, quickly as we should have in Colorado. So, you know, we had a little fun with it. Uh, meme practice ran a little long per se, uh, you know, the, the traders and the boys, uh, you know, we told them to get back to work. So, uh, the series prices came up shortly after, uh, the, uh, the memes were done with and, uh, yeah, well on our way. So.
1: The NFL draft was here and the NFL draft betting became very popular and it's always a source of discussion, but you know, the boys at v posted that video with uh, Brady and and Salinas and talking about their experience. You kind of got involved in that. How was your NFL draft experience booking it? And then what did you see that went on in all these other places?
3: Yeah. uh, You know, booking it. uh, I worked with Chris Bennett, who's our sports book manager. You know, he's uh, the primary manager of our NFL and uh, baseball products. Um, You know, we put together our numbers. uh, uh, We had 32 uh, over, under draft positions. Uh, we posted them for a dime each and um, people were able to read that as many times as they want. You know, they wanted to lay one side. Once we moved the number, they want to take the other side. They were more than welcome to do that. You know, we were pretty open up front and honest uh, about what we were going to do with our NFL draft stuff. Uh, we were a small winner to it. Um, obviously we didn't have it up uh, for the longest time of any operator. Um, but, you know, like I said, it was, uh, you know, obviously for you, Dave, you know, it's a, it's a hard event to book. Uh, It's an event that, uh, you know, is not played on the field. It's, uh, you know, quite frankly, it's, you know, played in Twitter and on podcasts and, you know, in, in these information sound bites and, and, media clicks and things like that. So, um, you know, you're going to have a lot of, uh, sharper clientele play into this market. Um, and they're going to try to get the information before you. So, uh, certainly a difficult market to win to uh, a difficult market to book. And, you know, certainly one, uh, that we're, we're glad to have behind us, you know, for, for, for me, um, you know, I just found the challenge of how hard it was to get down. Um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you, know, you got to put a lot of work into into getting a lot of money down. You know, there weren't a ton of shops the week before the draft uh, who had uh, numbers up. Uh, so I had to kind of figure out what was out there uh, in town and uh, you know see if I could get the best prices relative to to market. I think it was like nine thirty on Tuesday morning i'm down on fremont street you know most of the uh, evening crowd has retired to their beds uh not too many people out there so i walk into to one shop and I was looking to bet cave on thibodeau under four and a half which was a losing bet um and relative to the clo- closing value i got was marginal if none um, but I knew what I, I knew what number we were gonna go up with, which was you know, three and a half with a, you know a variation of juice. So uh I, I still liked four and a half under minus one forty-eight at the time. Walk up to the counter. Uh, you know, I didn't go in asking for five dimes. I knew I wasn't getting five dimes. I, I went in and I asked for a dime, which I thought was fair and reasonable. Uh, it was four and a half under minus one forty eight at the time I asked for it. Uh, you know, I said I'll take fourteen eighty to win a dime uh the ticker before we even get there. I mean it literally took five minutes to to get the bet <laughs> into the bet slip uh on, on on the ticker. Uh you know that was the first frustrating part of the uh the uh of the process. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, I mean it was just brutal. You know, I think it's certainly an underrated part of having your writers and your supervisors, you know, know what they're doing and be able yeah. to help patrons and, uh, you know, kind of understand what's on the menu and things like that. But anyway, they, they put in the 1480 to win a thousand, you know, spin, 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 you know, we're, uh, I'm getting to know everything about the ticket writer in this, you know, three to five minutes. Uh, and then, they, and then they come back and they say, um, you know, sir, the, the price has now moved, uh, it's moved 12 cents and it's now minus minus one sixty. Oh, um, which is, you know, certainly, uh, you know, a fun experience.
1: A wild coincidence, Jeffrey, that maybe somebody else bet it somewhere else right at the exact same time.
3: Yeah. On nine thirty seven on a Tuesday on Fremont Street uh, with no information coming out. Yes. Uh, you know, 10 days prior to the draft. I'm Amazing a, coincidence. A little skeptical of that. And obviously, if you're going to lie to me and pull the wool over my eyes, that's okay. But at least, you know, make an effort. You know, the supervisor standing there in front of me and he goes, yeah, we took another bet on that. I'm mm-hmm. like, well,
1: how, say how, that every time."
3: how did you, did you pick up the phone and did you call the hub? <laughs> no, you, you, you didn't. So, you know, at, at least, you know, make the effort. Anyway, you know, the, uh, the price across the street was minus 165. So I was still getting five cents, the best of it relative to what I thought I was going to close at. So I said, I will take it. Um, and at this point they also, you know, chop the limit in half to, uh, to, to a nickel as opposed to a dime. Oh! So I said, you know, I'll take the 800 win 500. You know, they put it back in. Finally, it gets approved. They spit it back out. You know, I'm, uh, at this point I'm pulling the 800 out of my pocket, paying the ticket writer. And I just, for the, for the fun of it, I said, you know, can you tell me what, you know, it's been two or three minutes. I said, can you tell me what the new number is that they've moved to? And the ticket writer and the line supervisor say it's still minus 160. Oh. So I said, oh, if they're not going to move it, I, I'll, I'll, bet, it I'll bet I'll bet it again for another 800. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they send it and then uh, it's re-offered to win 300. Okay, well, I'm getting 300 at the same price, so that's good by me. I say, okay, I'll take that. And then the ticket writer hands me the ticket, and the price is minus one seventy-five on the ticket, not minus one sixty. Oh 160. no! Oh yeah. no! Yeah. So at that point, uh, obviously, uh, was uh, rather frustrated. Oh. Uh, I said, "You should really let the patron know that the price has moved before you write the ticket." Uh, I kindly asked them to void it, uh, which they did. Uh, paid the girl the eight hundred for the first ticket, and then was well on my way across the street. Pulled up the app about two minutes later to see where we were at. Uh, We were at minus $2. So in essence, uh, I come in, I ask for a bet and I get half the limit at 12 cents worse. And then two minutes later, we're at minus $2. So you've, in essence, used my information, uh, my time without paying me appropriately for it and and moved it 52 cents and, and got basically to market and where you needed to be um, without doing the work. You know, you're not putting in the work. You're not watching the screen. You're not following Twitter. You're not doing any of those things. Right. And you're utilizing, you know, maybe a non-recreational better uh, to put your price in line to where it needs to be. And, you know, this is something that happens everywhere in the industry. And, you know, I think uh, you boys can, can certainly speak to that as well.
1: The plus of that, Jeffrey, is that they saved you 800 because the bet lost. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Okay. There's a way of looking at it. Sure. I guess. That's, Unbelievable. That's, that's a yeah. true story. That goes on. And that's the bad part. I think, um, I think, you know, we know that. We we talked about the draft for for, you know, a week, two weeks, just lines and things like that. Um Matt, what do you got for him next? My th- okay, you, right?
0: so so my question to you, Jeffrey, is what's the solution? Because Dave and I argue about this a lot because he doesn't want a lot of regulation. And, and I understand that, but I, I feel like from a gambler perspective on my side of the counter that there's no protection to do that. And if you're a winning better, they can discriminate against you. In society, if I'm being discriminated against, I have a chance to go and raise my hand and say, wait a minute, I'm being discriminated against. If you're a winning gambler or somebody who has a reputation, there's no protection at all—no consumer protection, no price protection.
3: What is the solution to this? Well, certainly don't ask the AGA. Uh, right? They—they uh, they want to ban the offshore. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I would say having standard minimum limits. Um, you know, being post—you uh, know—posting those limits uh, and being transparent about them. You know, I'm—I'm I'm not obviously—you know—NFL sides day of we take hundred thousand. I don't expect every shop in the country to take, you know, a hundred thousand on a day of sides, but I think that you can post standard minimum limits that anybody who walks in the street, whether it's your mom or Billy Walters is getting. Um, And that's not to say that you can't give other players more, you know, based on where you're at from a liability perspective or whether you can handle their action based upon, you know, whether it lights up the screen like a Christmas tree or not. Um, You know, I, I think, you know, these shops, it's, it's a guessing game. Um, you know, you walk in and I've got to figure out, you know, how much, you know, I can get, you know, through the kiosk, through the app, over the counter. And I don't really have an understanding of what my liquidity is when I want to fill a position. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the difference with what we do here at Circus Sports is You know, if somebody wants to understand what they can get on a certain market at any given time, you know, they can shoot me a message, they can shoot Matt a message, you know, they can ask our line supervisors. And at all times, we're going to tell somebody what they can get on a certain market at any time of the day. Um, And I think as a sports better, you know, when you're looking to fill positions, you're looking to trade in and out, um, you're looking to get down. um, And this is, you know, how you support your family and it's your livelihood. You know, having an understanding for what you can get at all times and knowing that those positions are going to be filled with no approval process and no funny business. Um, it really just goes a long way to, to making the experience better for the player. And, you know, I think in today's society, you know, people talk about legalization and how great it is and all these different things. And, you know, it's never been a better time to be a better yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I, I think there's some things that are true about that. And then I think there's certainly a lot of things that aren't true about that. Um, and the more transparent uh, these operators can be and the more they can work to respect the player and have a better relationship, um, you know, I think the ecosystem and the industry is going to be in a better place.
0: So tell me if I'm I'm off on this because this is an argument that we have a lot on this and and it kind of goes to the same thing we're talking about about posting limits or posting minimums for bets you will take because to me if if I'm going to take take at the same price now I know price movement changes things at times and liability will change whether you take a bet at a certain price or not but if you're talking about say a -150 wager and I'm coming in and and I'm betting, you know, X and so I can get down on a thousand dollars. I get a dime down. But a guy who has been winning consistently has been limited to $17. But because I'm considered the square, they'll take my my dime, but they won't take the dime from the quote pro or the sharp or whatever. It, Dave says that's up to the operator. It's up to the game. It's up to the the book, whether they want to take a bet or not. But do we ever get a place where that's not being allowed, that we cannot discriminate against? If you take a bet at a certain price at one person, you have to take it from another?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, certainly an interesting debate. I I think, obviously, everybody's not going to have the same standard minimums. Um, But I think if, if books, you know, came out and said, you know, we'll take 100 from anybody on this market, you know. I certainly wouldn't argue that hundred dollars is a fair bet, but at least if you come out and say you'll take hundred dollars, everybody who's playing into that book knows what the book is valuing that player's time and information at. Um, and I think you know, with what our limits are, you know, for, you know, Dave can obviously speak to this you know pretty well, given you know how much booking experience he has. but you have to give a big enough limit to your players where you value their time and information. Um, because if you don't do that, you know, you're not going to get the information you need to help shape your line and to book the way you need. You'll you know, get the, infor- the
1: fake information, Jeffrey. You tell them you'll get the fake stuff.
3: Correct. You know, it, like I said, you know, if you have fair limits uh, and, and you allow winning players to bet, you know, they're going to help shape your line and you're going to be able to utilize their information uh, to the way you want to and ultimately you're going to hope to go into the game you know needing the side that they're on
1: so i mean this is a great conversation and we got a lot of new people to the business and to betting and stuff that watch the show from all over the country what do you tell the guy that has just i mean he's betting 50 dollars, and then he gets limited he goes to bet a pga future and he gets told It comes back automated, of course, because all the softwares, the first thing they do is put you in a bucket and get an automated message. You can have all this for $11.87. What do you tell that guy who has no idea why he's being limited and probably ended up on the right side or a steam move, which is going to happen? What do you tell that guy, Jeffrey?
3: Well, when you're in a low hold business, volume's your best friend. And if you're not doing everything as an operator to incentivize writing bets, if you don't write bets, you can't make money. Uh, and and I think to to touch on this specific point, I think there's a lot of operators. Um, obviously, you can talk about the automation and the non-automation, you know, et cetera. Uh, but I think there's a lot of operators uh, who don't understand whether a player is a winning player or not and what their true edge is uh, because they get cut off over such a short sample size, uh, without being able to, to, to ultimately see whether, you know, their play is going to be long-term, you know, a a net positive for the sports book or, or a net negative, you know, but even if it is a net negative, um, you know, even if you do cut them off, you know, you're not utilizing that your, their information, you know, to make your line sharper. Um, But, you know, obviously that's the kind of soft book versus sharp book debate that, you know, we're certainly mired in the industry right now.
0: Hmm. All right. I know you're very busy, but before I let you go, tell us just to give us a peek behind the counter, behind the curtain, if you will. What are the preps going for Circa Million, Circa Survivor? What do you guys have cooking up here? Any changes you can let us in on? When do signups begin? What happens now that we're getting towards football season?
3: Yeah, certainly. I've been working uh, on a lot of the contest stuff uh, with Derek and Mike. And, you know, it'll certainly be a lot of good stuff in store for next year. Um, I would say the core competencies of uh, each contest uh, will remain unchanged. Uh, but we'll certainly throw a few wrinkles uh, and twists in there as well. Um, obviously, you know Mr. Stevens uh, likes to be aggressive and bold in a lot of the contest stuff. So, uh, from a guarantee perspective, uh, I can't imagine that we will take a step backwards. Wow. Uh, it would certainly be, uh, if anything, a step forwards, um, and and maybe you'll see some of those guarantees increase. Um, and then we'll throw, uh, you know, maybe a few wrinkles in there with uh, with Survivor and stuff like that. Uh, but for us, obviously, May 12th uh, is a big day for us in terms of the NFL schedule release. Uh, once the NFL comes out with a schedule release. Uh, You know, we'll be able to write the rules as it pertains to Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas weeks um, and then kind of uh, throw a a few other things in there as well. Uh, And then my guess is, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a week after uh, the NFL schedule release, uh, we'll open up contest signups, uh, you know. Middle to, to late May, uh, get people out here. Um, you know, middle of the summer, you know, come out, see Circa, you know, the sports book, stadium swim, things like that, and get people signed up for the contest as we get closer to NFL season.
1: <laughs> Jeff, this weekend, big weekend, fight weekend, um, UFC events. Tell the people what you got going on this weekend. Are you showing the fights uh, down there this weekend? And I mean, I know Nikki. Kalikis is doing, you know, the odds you guys are doing in-game wagering during the fights. There's all kind of stuff happening. What's going on this weekend down at the book?
3: Yeah, great weekend, uh, obviously with the Derby and then obviously you throw in fights and we're uh, in the middle of, uh, you know, hockey and baseball or excuse me, hockey and NBA playoffs. Uh, so we're, we're excited for this weekend uh, here at Circa. We will book uh, the whole card at Churchill paramutually on Friday and Saturday. Nice. Uh, we'll show the track feed as well. Um, and you can bet fixed odds. And then Friday morning, Paul Zim will put out 20 horse matchups and those will be dime limits. Uh, and then as we work our way into Saturday, uh, we'll be showing the prelims uh, for UFC um, at Circa, and then we will show uh, the pay per view portion uh, at Bar Canada. And then the Canelo fight, uh, we will show free in the world's largest three story sports book at Circa. Uh, we'll do some uh, live in game wagering as well on that. And then, like I said, as you mix in uh, NBA and hockey, it uh, should be a fantastic weekend and some uh, great volume and action.
1: Last one for me. Yeah. Before well, I throw it to Matt, the hats are key at circa. Tell the people your Twitter handle because they love the BVB hats. We got the BVB brigade watching the show. We put tell them your Twitter handle and where they can reach out to you if they need any questions answered, sir.
3: Yeah. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at jeffreybenson 12. Um uh, as you guys mentioned, pretty active on Twitter uh, nice. when I'm not uh, when I'm not doing memes or playing heel. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll be behind the counter all weekend. Uh, would love to have uh, some new listeners come by, uh, get you a Circus Sports t-shirt or a Circus Sports hat, and uh, buy you a couple <laughs> drinks. There we go.
0: Jeffrey, thank you for the time, man. I know you're super busy. Really appreciate you coming on. We'll do it again soon, all right? Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. See you the weekend. That is Jeffrey Benson sportsbook operations manager at circus sports here on the Bostonian versus the book. Good to get him on. I've got three of the most expensive hats I've ever bought. Dave, <laughs> I got right? the whole
1: collection from day circle one,
0: circle one, circa two, circle three, yeah, $1,000, $2,000, yep. $3,000 for three hats. <laughs> uh-huh. I know every year, but it's so damn fun. I always tell people, look, it is if you've never done a football handicapping contest, it is so fun. And if you're not a big better and you're like, damn, out a dime, that's a lot. Look, I get it. But if you break it down per week, it's basically like 50 bucks a week. And essentially, whatever your bankroll might be, whatever you're betting, I'm guessing you're going to bet more than 50 bucks a week. And it's really fun. And the best thing to do is get a friend and split it in half and do it together. Cause talking out bets, you and I have done the Westgate done reboot together. Yep. I, I've every year now for three years or two years I've done with Papa bear from props, right. Arizona, him and I have done yep. the circle together and it's just fun. You just, you just, every Friday you get on the phone and start talking through bets. And I mean, it's, it's a huge part of my handicapping is talking with you and Sean and yep. other people that I'm doing these, these contests with my brother like it's just fun because you hear something that you didn't think of, or they'll talk about a stat, or they'll talk about an injury, or something that you may not have caught. Yep. And it lets you go, oh wait. Or the number, right? You could be like, well, number's three and a half in this contest. It's three in this other contest, and that yep. half a point in football, like we know, is a big deal. So why is that contest different than this contest? And you can kind of figure out what side you're supposed to be on, mm-hmm. and what's the better play for the five plays a week. So it's. I couldn't recommend it more. And, and look, the the guys at Circa do a phenomenal job. Now that you can do it on the app, it makes it so easy. If you live in Nevada yep. to be a part of it, whether it be Reno or Vegas and just being able to bet on the app. So it's, it's good stuff. So I, that was a really fun conversation with Jeff and, and, and love getting those guys on from Circa. Okay. So we can skip over last night cause we're late and we're way over. So let's just go right into this here. Zigzag theory in the NHL last night went three and one. We got what, what was the one that lost 2 0 for the Carolina Hurricanes, <laughs> kicking the living tar out of the Boston Bruins. We'll get 27 to 4, Dave. Five games, goal differential is 27 to 4. I mean, that's unbelievable. First of all, why is Swayman not in net? It's a great question. And it looks like he'll probably start game three at home, but I think they feel like he's a better player at home, better goalie at home they're but, minus 130. You just said the goal differential. They're yeah.
1: minus 130.
0: Yeah. And they got smoked at home too. I mean, they haven't played well at home either, but uh, at Carolina that is an absolute mismatch. Bruins, it's the Carolina can roll out four lines of really solid defensive-minded players and if they they get a lead, they suffocate you. Oh, you, you just can't. And they, they're just they open it up And they scored the first goal. I said said it yesterday on the show Bruins better score first. And they didn't. They gave up the first three. They're down three nothing, game over. Everybody in the building knew it. Once it hit three nothing, that was it. Game was over.
1: They're like a python when they get a lead and they just squeeze the life out of you and squeeze the life out of you. There's no room to operate. And then they get a second goal and it's like, uh oh. Yeah, the third goal was the nail in the coffin.
0: Yeah. Question about that. Done deal. I mean it was three. I'm one. not ready to just bail completely. I am like, it, 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 three, yeah, it, it it was three one. Yeah, I'm done. It was three one because they can't win in Carolina. So even if the Bruins win both games at home, they cannot win on the road. They're not beating Carolina at Carolina. It's just not happening. It's they get last shift, the last line change right. that they can match up really well. Yeah. They see what Cassidy's trying to do, and they put out the better line. And the Bruins don't have a second line center. So they they've got a great top line, but if you take out the top line and limit the Bruins top line, they they can't score. I mean, and then the penalties are incredible. I mean, the referees, it's, a, it's, it's an epic, the story. It's the, the whole story of the first round is just, penalties just left and right. Every every two seconds, the guy's I'm, arms. I'm like, dude, are you, are you calling this guy? He's asking, he's asking he has a question. Oh no, it's another penalty, it's another penalty, it's over. Two hey, hey. On a power play, I'm calling another penalty. So, oh, two minutes. Last night, there were three two-man advantages. I was, I'm flipping around going like, what the hell is going on? These are two-man advantages. Like, did the NHL just like call down and say, hey, by the way, um, baseball can't score for shit. Goal, goal, goal. Give me as much scoring as I could possibly get. It was six-nothing the wild last night. Go ahead. Keep on letting these scores go, 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 because we need offense, offense, offense to art, you know, to offset people who are bored by the 2-1 baseball game. It's crazy it, it it really is the story
1: right now at least so far that and the you know spicy pork and broccoli the big the, <laughs> the the dynasty <laughs> not the best not the best not the best, best. So <laughs> <teaser to> just,
0: <laughs> spicy pork not the best not the best <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to where he got it from too if, they gave it to him in a locker room i know but wherever the, the who made it whatever whatever restaurant brought that food in right Needs to have that as part of their. <laughs> That's it, not the home, best. Home with the spicy, spicy, spicy pork and broccoli, not the best.
1: Good, but not the best. will <laughs> be awesome. That's not a great tagline. It. That's perfect. We'll Absolutely perfect. Hell yeah, uh, be great. Yeah. So it, the the penalties are out of control, and it's it 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 affects the handicap now.
0: I mean, you know, I'm done. Unders, no more unders. I'm you, done. You
1: just can't. There's uh-uh. just no it's 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 either lay off the game or bet the over you cannot bet under right now and then you watch the penguins and rangers the other night and they play three overtimes there's not a penalty call there's not even a hint of a penalty call same game how can that be like it can't be that so i understand calling it tight in the first period Things are getting very physical already, and I mean Boston Carolina, they can't oh, stand each other. There's the glove washers. They're I mean that hit yesterday. Uh, clean or dirty. I mean, Mike, clean or dirty. It was clean. Yeah. I he caught thought, him. He blasted clean. him, but he caught him. And now we have to weigh these things. It happened in the Penguin game. I thought the hit on, on Raquel. By the by the Rangers was was actually I I mean, he kind of jumped, so it was a maybe a minor penalty, but it wasn't a game misconduct major. Mm-hmm. It was a hard hit. He had his head down. But now you gotta weigh that out. And I feel like they're targeting guys and they're looking to put guys in a penalty box for everything. So I mean, the zigzag theory tonight, ah, I mean. Just start with the Penguins and the Rangers. I mean, I'm wearing a Penguin shirt, but I'm, I'm resigned one, to the fact that Deming, minus
0: one sixty on the Rangers now.
1: It's shot up because Doming is the starter. This is going to be Doming's third game in. Are you three surprised, years. or is De Smith really hurt? Listen, the hardest thing to find out right now is NHL injuries. Right, they're lying. They're saying it's a lower body injury when it's a shoulder. They're saying it's a upper body injury when it's an ankle that nobody knows shit about anything in an NHL locker room right now. They they do an unbelievable job of keeping it secret. So am I surprised? I mean, the Smith must be a problem there. Whatever he's got,
0: he's hurt. He's hurt because starting this dude in this spot is, is unreal.
1: Oh, but I mean, he has the makeup. I mean, he did that post game interview. It was just so cool. Like, he seems like he's just like, okay, I'm I'm the goalie tonight. Like and forget about where I'm at him in the Madison Square Garden. We're up a game. Right. You know, if we win this one, we're going home up two nothing, taking both away games. Huge favorite. It's a lot to think about. I mean, I want the Penguins to win, but I wouldn't bet them tonight. I liked them in game one. I thought they had a shot at winning. I don't like them tonight. The total in the game is six.
0: It was five and a half before. So it makes sense. Because Doming's in. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, there's a reason why he's a journeyman. It was an awesome story. Awesome, awesome game one win. Should have counted for two games. They played two games, for goodness sakes. They Played, did. Six, played six periods. But on the road, angry Rangers team, backed against the wall, <laughs> tired legs, third string goaltender. Uh-uh.
1: I no. have no interest in it. No interest in taking a Penguins.
0: We'll get into it and better to book it. Okay. Must win game for Florida tonight. Yes or no. Capitals have played these guys extremely close and then they win game one. Tons of confidence on the capital side who were a hell of a road team this year, by the way, really good. Awesome home team for Florida, but all the pressure tonight is on the Panthers. Cool. They got to win this tonight.
1: Uh I mean, I don't think it's series over, but it's a huge hill to climb. If they don't win tonight, they're down 2 nothing, and they got to win four of five with more games on the road, that's going to be tough. I mean, that is going to be super tough for them. So you see that in the price, right? It's up. They lost, and it's more expensive today. Okay, zigzag theory. I would lean Florida. I would but I'm again the price is high enough to go eh, I'm going to wait because if they get down they can come back. I mean they were down and they came back and and went ahead in the first game. The game got to 6 I don't know how. I was mm-hmm. watching a lot of the game off and on and I was like, man, this this feels like a dead under and then boom 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 somebody got the 6 goals. Got to be over tonight. It has to be over. I think Florida has to play just a little more free, play tight.
0: They play free, though. That opens up scoring opportunities for, for the Capitals. That's yes. The, that's the problem is that they yep. know they can't play the way they played in the regular season. They can't play 6 3 hockey. It's a bad idea in the playoffs. So I don't know. Every game that we'll get into this in better to book a, but every game in the regular season was decided by one goal in the Washington Capitals one game one. It's really Washington's played them very tight. Five, four, six, five final scores for all the games this year. And then Washington wins game one.
1: So four, then plus 14. one and a half is actually
0: affordable. That's probably the bet. Glad you think that <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bet. I'm, I'm glad you and I are thinking the same way because yeah, that, that bet has been a made. Bet. So yeah. we we'll we do that coming up here for better to book it. All right. So the total for Colorado in Nashville, it's six nine? and a half. Right? Be nine. <laughs> right. So what do you do? I mean, can Nashville slow them down? They're not nope. going to score five goals in the first period, but it was nope. five, nothing. And then it winds up being, you know, a really lopsided victory for Colorado. So you would bet the over six and a half. Hell yeah. What are you going to bet under? Are you no nuts? No way. I told you, I'm not betting any more unders. I just, All I right. wonder about this. Just wonder if it's a four, one win and it's not as dramatic. As game one,
1: I don't know because if they get power plays too, they're they're, they're going to score, and I mean <laughs> they're scoring on even strength yeah. too. I I I want nothing to do with the under. I would only play over, and I mean it's minus wow, a couple yes. of places at
0: minus thirty five. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's, it's
1: about twenty at it. circa twenty five in most places, but DraftKings has already had
0: thirty, FanDuel thirty. Because I mean, everyone's betting good. over no one's betting under this, no game. one's betting no, I mean that's no one way traffic yeah. <laughs> on all the overs one way that's yep. <laughs> no one's betting the under, so it's and, and i you can't justify it like you can stay off of it, but you can't justify right. betting the under in this game like it's just there's just no there's no way I
1: mean if you like to get that sweat going, I mean it might be three nothing or two one after the first period, you're like, okay, now what,
0: yeah, and then you've I done
1: mean, second period or
0: early third no fun no 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 fun at at all. And then finally tonight the one game that was really low scoring, Calgary and Dallas. We getting more offense tonight? Are they going to get the 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 old tap on the shoulder and, and call penalties and let's get some score in here? Everybody else is scoring but Dallas and Calgary it was one nothing final. I don't think so. I I again, I, and this is just
1: that series right was said, you know, Tuesday was a dead under game. It stayed under It was not even close. um Dallas only had I think less than twenty shots in a game or something like it was just it was an old school playoff game, very physical. Dallas is just making sure that there is no room to operate as much as they can because Calgary got young kids that can fly and they can skate and score. um no, this is the one game I would bet under okay. I bet under. Tuesday, I will bet under again. And I, and this is the one that will move. I mean, it's 7 o'clock, so I mean the other Nashville-Colorado game will be going on, but it probably won't be competitive. If you're watching this game and you're betting in game, if you bet under 5.5 and, and there's no score in the first four to five minutes, it'll be 4.5. And, and then they moved this thing the other night, I believe it was like five minutes left in the first period, to 3.5. Wow. In the first period, it moved to two goals. Because you could see there just weren't that many scoring opportunities. And then it got all the way down. I didn't see if it got to one and a half, but I did see it at two and a half. And I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to get over that. So hmm.
0: you have options to do the middle thing with this game. Interesting. Okay, more in hockey coming up for better to book it. So nice. we got two baseball games going on right now. Red Sox and the Angels. I'll get. How happened to the Red Sox last night? Well, it's the extra inning stupid ghost runner bullshit. <laughs> I mean, they give up six runs. That game went from 4-4 to 10-4 to final 10-5. Like that's if you were on the under, that is, I mean, you knew you were dead anyway. It goes 4-4, but it just to have like that is just disgusting. (laughs) Uh, I am on the under for the Red Sox and the Dodge and and the Angels today. Under eight. How do you feel? It's 0-0 bottom second. Red Sox have are up with two outs runner on third. Red Sox, Rich Hill.
1: Again, so Tawny under, under seven. Eight. And you got under eight. All right. Close seven and a half. That's good. I've been under eight on that game tonight. I like it. it. I
0: like Sleepy it. Sleepy angels, 1030 in the morning, start a on them on the mound. Red Sox can't hit their way out of a paper bag. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be a really bad season. I mean, it's just, just you have to resign yourself. The Red Sox oh, are going to be, it so is. Crazy. It's okay. No, no, no. I, I'm okay with it. I, 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 last year I was standing on a table saying Alex Cora coming back they were going to win 85 games and they made the postseason They they played really, really well. They got good pitching, but I mean, this was sort of, this is one of those years where they're just going to have to go through it and wait for some of the young kids to come up, wait for some of these arms to, to develop and then figure out what they're going to do. I mean, Trevor story is in a really tough spot because everybody thinks he's in to replace Andrew Bogarts and he didn't hit in April. So like he's starting to warm up, which is good. As I said, I think the Red Sox will do well in the month of May and calm everybody down, but they're just not, they don't have the arms or this, the, 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 team just isn't that good. Like it's a good offensive team that is not hitting for whatever reason and they will hit, but if they don't, they're the second best team to the under right now in major league baseball, only the Dodgers who again went under last night, only the Dodgers are better for unders. Dodger game was over last night,
1: nine-one. Dodger Maybe game was Giants nine-one last night. Did day they really three-one? Yeah, day before was three-one. Today's Thursday.
0: Okay, so I didn't I I didn't bet it last night. It was two nights ago. Okay, so, but they're still the best team on the unders. And baseball, um, baseball, Red Sox are two. Um, Reds are playing right now. By the way, they're the leading Reds, the game. Right? The Reds are up three to two. In the bottom of the first inning, Milwaukee has put Reds score three, Milwaukee scores two, and they are got a runner on third with, with nobody out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Reds, we'll, we'll get to them in one second. We went through the schedule a mm-hmm. couple shows ago with the Red Sox. Yeah, May looks like it could be a very good, good month. month. Mm-hmm. Yep. For them. So we'll see. I think we always used to do this in the room, and I've done this as a baseball fan now for years, but especially since I was working in books. Memorial Day is the is the first poll. Yep. Yeah. You go, okay, where are you right now? And, and then I think July 4th and Labor Day or the third. As long
0: as yep. right. Exactly. That's it. Those are the three. That's
1: yep. the three quarter, you know, th- I mean that would be
0: third polls, not quarter polls. But yes. Three, but three poles makes four legs.
1: Three poles makes four legs. All right. Maybe we'll put that on a t shirt. too. <laughs> you, you never heard that before? Three poles make four legs. It does. Three, three poles makes four legs. I never heard that before in my life. <laughs> really? Okay, First yeah. time right now. Yeah. That's Farrah, did hear. you ever hear that? You ever heard,
0: that? <laughs> That's never heard that. that? That's baseball. That's why the three you do, you put three poles down and you make four legs. So it's the four legs of the season. So, okay.
1: That's Anyhow, really
2: <laughs> I think education. the Red Sox will
0: be okay. For what? In a playoff perth?
1: I mean, Listen, it's okay. You
0: can you can be competitive for the wildcard. They can be yeah. competitive for the wild card, depending Yee. on how close. competitive for the wild card. You know what my home city does? We don't deal with being competitive anymore. We're not Detroit or Minnesota. Come oh, on boy. now! Every day with this Minnesota. Thing.
1: Every
2: <laughs> oh, day taking
0: shots at
1: Minnesota. All they're doing is leading a division. Which, yeah,
0: and the Tigers are letting me down big time. I bet the Tigers over over their win total, they've been yes, you I mean, What
1: Would you do with the Reds? Would you? To, there's the graphic. The Reds are playing right now, but they're three and no. twenty-one, and uh, nineteen of the losses have been on the run, run line. Off.
0: Yeah, and I bring it up because they have one win at home. ESPN gave their grades out for teams in the first month. They gave the Reds an F minus, which I thought was a riot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they've they won two road games. They've won two road games. Okay two road games and you know, it's one of those situations where you're like, how did you lose this many games just as a pro baseball team? Only one game at home that you won all month to start the year. It's unbelievable. I mean, people are just betting against this team. Like today I literally saw every person was like run line or brewers fade, the reds, fade, the reds, fade the reds. I was like, man, I don't know. This might be the day to bet the Reds giving how many people are coming in here on Cincinnati, on on Milwaukee against Cincinnati. They've been coming on them. This is
1: one of those things. Like you could quit betting baseball. If you just bet against the Reds so far this season, you'd be up 18
0: units. Wow. So they're So in this current iteration of this eight game losing streak, Nine six eight five seven five ten four four three ten one six three eighteen and four. Only once did they cover the did they keep it within one run? Yeah. Eight and one on the
2: run line. I mean eight and one. That's
1: tremendous. It's absolutely incredible. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. We always say, like I, I used to say it in a book called a search for value and try to find the right number and this and that. Sometimes baseball betting is this
0: easy. Just bet against yeah. the rich on the run line. Can, can, Simple. I mean, Joey Votto now is on the COVID list. Can we please get Joey Votto out of, of there, please? Can somebody please save him? Shitting 122. I know. Just save him. Why would you? I mean, if, if you're him, how, how are you getting motivated going to the ballpark every day? You're on the worst team in baseball. You're the best player on the worst team in baseball. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. It's a hard thing to get up and get motivated and be like, yeah, I'm excited about playing for this garbage. Go to the park every day and get my teeth kicked in. Especially at the end
1: of the career. This is it. Yep. You know, it stinks. But I don't know. Does he get traded? I mean, it's it's May fifth. I'm not going to hold you to it, but do you think he gets traded this season? No, I don't think so either.
0: He's the only guy that people are going to the ballpark to see. That's it, man. Are they you trade, trade going to do That? Yeah, I, think, I mean, they love him. Whew. I mean he's a he's a red through and through. I mean he's a he's their guy. Social media is amazing. It's hilarious. Oh him! Oh, he's great. Votto's phenomenal. Oh. oh, he's a personality and a half. He's great. Yeah. But I don't know what to do with this. So, uh, Red Sox strand the runner. So top of the third, no outs. Uh, what's the live? What's <laughs> the, the Brewers live line? have tied the game? <laughs> have they really three three? Awesome. <laughs> runner on second, one out. Three three. That's incredible. How about <laughs> that? Reds go up three nothing. Everyone's thinking that they're going to be decent. Nope. Uh, Total is down to six. By the way, now. Wowza. Literally for Red Sox and the Angels. So I have two runs of value on my non-hitting baseball team in the Boston Red Sox. will be
1: five after this next inning, if they get through the fourth. Cool. It'll be five. And then you get, you get uh, five middle. push, six, seven. Nice numbers to have as a middle. Mm-hmm. But if you can get that five as a middle and you get that three, two. Yeah, if it goes not, four and a half. If it gets down to four and a half. That's a sweet-ass yeah. sweet middle right there for the baseball.
0: Yeah, if you can figure that out. But the Red Sox probably would score two runs. So, you know, <laughs> I, don't trust, I, I don't trust them to score at all. You
1: bet their team total under.
0: No, I, 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 don't, I don't trust that. You can't do that with a lineup that, that, that features the power the Red Sox have with Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez. Like, you just can't bet under team totals with the Red Sox because one swing and you're dead. So we could do it. Yep. Yeah. So that's the problem. You get two walks. You know, a walk, a hit batter, and JD Martinez goes yard, and there you go. You're toast. So that's why I, I don't bet Red Sox team total, simply because I don't. I don't think you cash all that often just because of the way that they can hit. So I love. I love this. Jordan in the chat said the Reds are on pace for 20 wins this season. It's unbelievable. <laughs> can you imagine a team going 20? In 142, they're gonna win 50 games. Come yes, on. every always, but I would bet. But I mean, they totally. could
1: lose 112. I mean, that's 50. I bet under. I
0: bet. I bet under 60 though. I mean, I think they're gonna oh, have yeah at 51 this, I mean, 52 wins.
1: They're not rattling off a nine game winning streak to even to even get it close to 500.
0: Now, Jonathan India should be traded. That dude should get out. Trade that dude, rookie of the year last year. I love Jonathan India. He's he's a he's a baller. That you kid can sound play. like a pirate GM. What are you doing trading the best player you got? Come on. Uh, because you need five Jonathan Indias. <laughs> you have one. So you need a lot more than just him. He's a commodity. So go get a bunch of high level prospects for that kid. Yeah. They can help and help you get a couple of arms, get a couple of, you know, decent double A players at the trade deadline. Right. Package Vado and India together, and go get something. Go get a package from some team with a deep farm system. Go raid the Marlins farm system or something. Get a bunch of their been kids doing that for years. What are you even? What are you getting them involved for? Everybody's man. Oh man, you no raid? the Marlins, but the Marlins farm system is the deepest in baseball. So they they've got stuff to give up. They're league team. When you have a really young team in the majors and a really good stocked farm system, you got a log jam. You got kids who can't get up, can't get to, can't get. right big leagues and you go then that's the team you target to go get more talent to give yourself some chances to get a hit on a superstar for a kid who might be you know thought of potentially but then he hits and he goes crazy and he pops so you know i don't know i feel bad for cincinnati they they're going to be bad 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 for a long time all right we touched on this a little bit with benson and huge fight here in las vegas today is media day for canelo versus bivel Dimitri Bivel is a is a fighter. If you haven't learned much about this kid, I definitely would. Uh, he's he's a nineteen zero fighter who has got a lot of skill and boxing acumen that I think he could really make it problematic. His last six fights have all gone the distance. He's won on the cards. His last six fights. Canelo obviously is a multi division champion. The belt on the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the table for this fight, though, is the WBA 175 belt for Bivel. There's no belt on the line here for Canelo. Canelo's trying to basically unify all the belts and win them all, win as many things as he can and go down as the greatest fighter in boxing history. So I'll ask you, knowing that the last six fights have gone to the cards for Bivel and knowing that, generally speaking, Canelo, when he does knock out fighters, tends to do it in the later rounds, better bet, Canelo minus 490 or over 10 and a half rounds at minus 290.
2: Ooh. Um, I mean, my first thought is the over. Yes. I mean, because
1: you think, think the- this guy's live to ca- he could catch him. No. Can't he can't knock him
0: out. He no. can't catch Canelo. There's no. Canelo's never been dropped in his career. Right. No, one. Okay, no so- one's ever knocked him down. This dude's not knocking him down. Bibble does not have knockout power like that. He, okay, 175, so he's 175. Good. So we eliminate he's a technical. A- yeah. He's a technical. He does not have triple G's power, but he's got triple G's boxing acumen and he's got his ability to move. So he so he's, hard ability, to hit? he's not hard to hit as much as he just is a tactical fighter. Like he understands how to box. Canelo outboxes a lot of guys. This dude's not a puncher. He's a boxer. So he's going to be shelled up. He's going to move He's going to look for angles. He's going to get off combinations against Canelo. Canelo is going to go to the body like he always does. And Bivel should be able to block. And as long as he's not getting caught, like he did. So like in, in, in the Kovalev fight, Canelo was constantly trying to hit the body and Kovalev was constantly blocking it early until he got tired. And then he went, right. then he went up against the ropes. Canelo went to the body, fake to go to the body. That's when Kovalev dropped his elbow right. and he came back up top Whoa. and he caught him and that was it. Put him to sleep. Right. So and that happened in the 10th round. So and and that fight sucked. I mean I was at that fight. It was absolutely horrible until finally Canelo just like he plays with his food a lot. He just he just doesn't come out fast. He's normally a slower starter. He'll give up one or two rounds in the early part of the of a fight and then he'll go after it. So to me, I just think this has overwritten all over it. And like I told you yesterday, Canelo Alvarez Cannot lose a decision in Las Vegas. There's no judge that's giving Canelo a decision on the cards. So it's either Canelo by decision, which is a good bet over, which is a good bet. And then I think for 18 for 18 to one, throw a hail Mary on the draw. Crazy with that draw, but I was there for the, I was there for triple G Canelo when it came back draw. Yeah, but that was because they needed another fight they could need another fight in this one. If he's losing, this is that good? I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. I think people okay. need to realize who Dimitri, but realize something that this fight doesn't matter to Canelo in terms of the triple G rematch and everything else. I mean, he can still go fight for all these different belts that he holds. Canelo has nothing on the line Saturday night. It's all Bivol protecting his WBA 175 pound belt. So this is Canelo trying to take the belt from Bivel. And there's different fighters at different weight classes you know, with different belts that Canelo can go and fight, but the the Golovkin fight is sitting there this coming fall in September here in Las Vegas will be the next time. And they think that if Golovkin loses this fight, that fight doesn't happen. And I know Vegas, they need September. Golovkin Canelo three is an absolute monster event. On the cards, forget it. Bibble's never winning a decision here in Vegas.
1: Is it enough? I mean to to then just make it to 490. You're
0: almost talking me into
1: laying the 490 instead of Canelo going is
0: winning this. Canelo is going to win this fight, in my opinion, unless it's I mean, boxing. you
1: told me Tyson Fury was automatic. Like that was a, yes. that was, I wanted to go again, yes. come out of retirement. I was like, it was like, an automatic guy for two yes. days. Yes. I'm like, listen, Peralt <laughs> yes. said, there's no chance this guy can catch him. He's going to win. I bet it. I wish I would have bet it for a house. Like I, I was trying to get, you know, with Six minus 520, I'm trying to yep. get 52,000 to bet 10. I don't have 52,000 liquid, but that's what I'm talking about. Right. So, I mean, minus 490 sounds like this is a done deal. Now I want to bet both.
0: Yeah, I I, I would bet both. Yeah, and if you have a book that will let you parlay both. I mean, I think I saw one book today, which I don't know if this is true or not, but I think BetMGM m g m has canelo by decision at minus 200 which i was like okay you're sense so, I mean it's about what i mean usually it's about half of the of the the money line price so you're combining the two bets there basically with the over other than maybe an 11th round knockout or late 10th round knockout 12th i guess as well so i guess it's it's a little bit more but i i just think this fight's going the distance that's another bet you could make if you want right. to, you're gonna pay a little more juice, okay. I think, on that. But I I I just think this is a this is a win for Canelo on the on the cards, is essentially how I'm gonna bet this. But I also will bet the over. I would love to see Bivel win this fight. Okay. I would absolutely love it. I think boxing needs some new blood on the scene. I, I just don't I don't see Canelo knocking this kid out, but I also don't think see Bivel winning this fight on the cards.
1: That makes perfect sense. We now we got a place to go watch it too. I mean
0: yeah, that's it, great. I'm yeah. psyched to hear that. That they that I mean they, that that, that
1: place pops. I've been there twice for fights. Yeah. You know, Rob in the back turns it, you know, the sound on and crank it up. I mean, it it's a it it feels like you're at the fight. I mean it's unbelievable. It's a great atmosphere with them seats like that. Yep. By the way, welcome to Fabio. Fabio just Ooh. he just popped into the chat. He said he watched me on hammered down. Welcome to the chat here. There we Fabio, go. Fabio, that's awesome.
0: Very I good. Love it. Love our boys, love our friends over at the Pat McAfee Show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the fight. I am. I, I'm actually I, I'm i interested, and in, in, in we'll get to the props.com story of the day, which is on UFC 274. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested in UFC 274, and I'm definitely interested in the main event. And and I'm really now interested because I've been brawling with people on Twitter about this Tony Ferguson number. And Tony <laughs> went bonkers. <laughs> Tony went bonkers. We'll get to this. Let's let's go, let's go to it. The, the, the props.com story of the day is is Patrick Everson's piece today on the front page of the website on the odds for UFC 274 and I I mean I'm sorry but Tony Ferguson, the odds have come down a little bit, but yesterday it was 385 plus 385. Ain't giving us no, talk- no respect to this guy. None. And and, and I, I was talking with some people, some DMs, people that you know, and, and people who I'll name, I'll keep them quiet in case they want to put their plays out. But like <laughs> they, they, they agree wholeheartedly with me on this, that like it's just a, a four to one number on Ferguson is an auto bet. Like you don't even think about it. You just bet it. Like just turn around and bet. Tony well, who's Ferguson. laying it? Because it keeps going up. I don't. The the pros are, and and I get it because like our our guy, you know, beating the bookie, and people are like Tony Ferguson's leaving the octagon on a stretcher. I'm like, all right, fine, oh. but Michael Chandler has lost his last two fights. All right, yeah, Tony's lost three, but Chandler's lost the last two to very similar competition levels here. I know Chandler's younger, and everyone's like, oh, this is the whole Chuck Liddell thing. He's going out on his sword. He's got major brain damage. He's not the same guy. And yes, Tony Ferguson did, you know, mother F the company like crazy yesterday <laughs> and just attacked Dana White, called him Dana Brown, and said he's being underpaid and that. You know, he's being controlled and he wants to go make money for his family. And Dana's just running this horrible thing. And then Ariel Hawani this morning is saying that Dana White's not the best promoter in combat sports anymore because he mails it in. It's just like, well, what are we doing here? OK, whole different you know, world of conversations. But I don't know. I, I look Chandler probably wins the fight, but I'm betting Ferguson just because you give me four to one on that guy. Ferguson is out of his mind crazy and he will walk through hell. I don't know. If Michael Chandler is going to walk through hell in a fight against Tony Ferguson. Down the three thirty. It's still disrespectful.
1: Chicago. Still disrespectful. Plus two seventy five at Westgate's minus three forty. Everyone else is three eighty or higher. Shop around. Somebody agrees whole- with you at uh, in town. Okay, that's a big. I mean, that's that's a big disparity. That's almost Tony getting
0: at- Ferguson. It's Tony effing ferguson like what are you talking about this dude has fought in some of the greatest wars i'm not saying he's going to win i'm just talking about the price the price is ridiculous michael chandler is from bellator who all of us he came in with all this like wwe type Kobe covington hype right go america pro america walk away with the american flag michael and blah chandler, blah blah you, you said sorry. Michael Ferguson. sorry michael chandler yes yes michael chandler okay chandler is a good fighter okay he absolutely is he's a guy with a tv look who wants to be a broadcaster who's going to be a broadcaster when he's done the ufc will hire him to be a broadcaster when he is done he's not done yet but the winner of this fight could fight the winner of the main event it's very very possible that if chandler would win the ufc wants to give him another shot i mean that they he has an audience and the ufc will let guys jump the line if they can sell a big pay-per-view. And Olivera's gonna need, I think Oliveira is gonna beat Gaethje. So I, I think they need another opponent for Olivera. And it's like, okay, we're doing it again. We're gonna run it back. And like, I don't I look, I just think the price is extremely disrespectful for Tony Ferguson to give him four to one. It just, you know, the loss to Olivera was a hell of a fight, but you need that's why I think they're giving him Tony Ferguson because they want Chandler to win this. Because then you could have the rematch between Oliveira and Ferguson Oliveira and Oliveira and Chandler because he lost that fight and then he lost to you. But it's like, I don't know. The, the UFC is trying. This is where the company, when you have the control the way that they have, it gets complicated because the lightweight division is not what it was when Connor was the champ. Right. And you've lost Connor and then you lost Habib. You've lost two Hall of Famers from this division. And the two biggest pieces selling. Like, I mean, right. Connor fights... We're different. Huge. And events. I mean, just and, just. and Habib became those. I mean, Habib fights became monster. pay per view Habib events. fights
1: became big pay-per-views. But, but betting wise, it wasn't even close to Conor because yeah. he was such I mean, a dominant like, favorite.
0: He's a unicorn. I mean, it's just yeah, insane it's when he fights. So I, that, I just, I don't like, they, they want Michael Chandler. They bought him from Bellator to come in to try to give some energy to the division. They want him to be the belt holder. And I hate that. When they are trying to make a situation where right. this guy's going to be the champ, I hate right. that. And Ferguson is I mean, people were like he didn't show himself well lit yesterday that worried some gamblers here in town that I talked to that they don't like that he's as angry as he is about the out of the octagon stuff than the in of the octagon stuff. Right. That's fair. But again, I just think when it comes to taking punishment. Tony Ferguson is not going to back down. He doesn't. He is. He will walk through people (laughs) and I can't wait. Forget Olivera Gaichi. Good fight. Chandler Ferguson is the fight that I've got my eyeballs on. I am psyched to watch that to see just again from a price perspective. It's fighting, man. (laughs) It's fighting. Could be one, one punch. And you and we know that Chandler doesn't like to get hit. We saw it in the last couple of fights. He doesn't like to get hit. Right. When he gets hit, he does the whole like, you know, Super Mario Brother thing and goes into a shell. So I I can't wait. I I think I think it's gonna be an unbelievable combat sports Saturday night is going to be awesome if you like combat sports. Well, people
1: go to the site and read these read the story. That's yeah, it's cool too because
0: Yeah, it's cool too right. because um we we have a deal with with verdictmma.com and so verdictmma basically lets you it, it's a crowdsourcing where crowd the, the 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 public votes as to what they think is going to happen. So Patrick's got some cool stuff with verdictmma about what they think is going to happen and how, you know, what the public is expecting. And right. so like 60% of the of, of the picks are coming in on Oliveira and mm-hmm. they also think this fight ends inside the distance second round submission is the most popular pick right now wow. for for Oliveira, which is possible i mean second round submission i think is definitely possible for the fight right um and the total is uh, one and a half right that's why they say about the
1: overs year. minus 185 like that's a. Yeah. I mean that's a gigantic 85 you're
0: gonna lay on the total Whew. i mean it's Still 290 old. it's over 290 in the canelo fight it's boxing. Yeah. Good then quicker in, in UFC for sure. More ways Just, to end the fight yeah. now, wow. for sure. Okay. So, all right, time now for the BetPrep.com Probably the day he hit yesterday. I oh, know. sorry, did not hit yesterday. Hit two days ago. Did not hit yesterday. Oh. Spencer Dinwiddie did not go for over two and a half assists, which we both were kind of wishy-washy on. We're going shots on goal. Rangers, Chris Kreider. Over two and a half shots on goal. Fandu's What's 136. All right, give me the stats. Is he average three? In 82 games, averaging 3.2 shots per game against the Penguins in all five games, he's averaged 4.2 shots per game. Seven of his last seven games overall, 4.1. Five of his last five games at home, 4.4 shots per game. Writer over two and a half minus one thirty six. Like it? Bet yes it. or no? Bet it. How bet come it. the books put this up? Does anybody really bet this aggressively?
1: No, I mean, in um, the one hour that I do on the in-game live, we call it prime time. Um, I do with Dane Martinez and Scott So Scott does these every day, and he's been all over it. Now huh. I joke and back back and forth with him that he might be the only guy doing this.
0: Yeah, it feels that way.
1: um, You can see there's definite advantages in it because the books are literally just putting up the average. If it's close to three and a half, they just put up three and a half. But if it's in between, they put up two and a half with juice to the over because that's the way people are going to bet so they get more juice. Now, I don't think the limits are big, and I don't think there's a lot of people playing it but there's just a lot of stale numbers and it's based on what like you went deeper with that and bet preps did too getting the specifics against the penguins and then i watched the games he plays on a power play he plays on a penalty kill he i mean if you it didn't matter what you had if the game goes to overtime it went to three overtimes all the shots on goal props go over this game is also likely to be you know a bit of a back and forth game mm-hmm. and he's going to touch the puck he's around the puck all the time i i really like this one i mean and it's not too much of a, a premium to pay 136
0: right. it's interesting that the books have been so hesitant to bet certain things or book certain things and that yet they do shots on goal props
1: what can you, I mean, like for hockey, it's a good thing because it's measurable. Right. And there's an official, as long as there's an official stat for it, it's right. easier to do to the prop.
0: There's not it's that many official a puck Because uh, a, a, a shot on goal is one, it can be interpreted as a couple different things. And, you know, you can just turn around and just fire the fuck on the goal. It has no shot at going in. It's just a shot on goal because the goalie has to play it. So, like, it's not always a scoring chance. It's just a shot on goal, so it's not not an assist, not a goal, just putting the puck on the net. So the goaltender has to has to actually save it, and then it's a shot on goal. Right? It's an, in- it's an interesting prop bet that the books are willing to put up, and so I'm surprising they have. I'm surprised they haven't got hit harder on this by certain teams. I mean, look what the Penguins did in their last game; they shot 65, 70 shots on goal. Could that have had the whole team. Eighty-three, fine. Yeah, eighty-three because it went the But they, they
1: twenty-five shots on goal in the second period.
0: Yeah. So every single player all every forward, every center. You know, all nine yeah. of your top three lines all went yeah. over on shots. Pretty on
1: goal. much. <laughs> pretty much because like
0: Malcolm didn't have a shot on
1: goal for sixty-something minutes before he scored the game winner in triple ball overtime. Ball. He didn't. T- he didn't have a shot on goal for over like the whole three overtimes. He didn't touch the puck. Or wow. get a shot on goal. So yeah, it can and it can happen on one shift. I mean, if he gets the right shift, he can go over this number in the first period.
0: Or power first
1: play. Enjoy the game.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It's very yeah, I like it too. You can bet it over for that. I'm 136 at FanDuel. If you guys want that with Crider over two and a half shots. All right, time now for better to book it. It's being brought to you by Fliff, the social sports book. You can play for free to win real money Some today at getfliff.com. Use that promo code props to get a $25 deposit bonus. Terms and conditions do apply. Let's go right into Brewers the Brewers are winning, by the way. Of course. Because the Reds, well, how badly? Four three? Look. I just I just the chat
1: taught in the chat Keep six to three yeah. it's, it's six to three
0: holy second inning total was seven and a half they gave up three <laughs> runs in the first inning on all hits and then they go solo shot <laughs> then they go oh back to bat I mean, two shots two solo shots in the second and, and, and then they get into a deep double the center field scoring a guy three three. Yelich doubles to right. Peterson scores 4-3. And then a two-run shot. 6-3. I'm so pissed I didn't bet more
1: on uh Milwaukee and St. Louis. Season wins over. Yeah. We're gonna, I mean, what Milwaukee's done to the Pirates already is that they've done this now for years. Now they got Cincinnati in the division. That's 18 games against each team. 15 more games after today. Oh. Yeah. Man. They, um, they're in line mean? for the best. They can, they can beat the Dodgers
0: for what record.
1: Yeah. Because if Maybe. you have division games where you win that many games, I mean, what are they going to go against the Reds and the Pirates 30 and six.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, it's 18 games a piece. I mean, 27 and nine. Wow.
0: That's unbelievable. Oh, you almost want to just go ahead and bet. Just do the whole rollover. Right. Money Whoa. line, roll it over, money line, roll it over, money line, roll it over. Goodness every time gracious. they pl- every time they play one of them, just go ahead and keep on betting it.
1: The problem is you bet these teams, like I did this
0: last year. I took the central teams to win
1: the pennant in a World Series because yeah. I knew they were going to make the playoffs. And
0: then they get to the playoffs and they're like, out. Get torched. Yeah. yeah. Bounce quick. Yeah. All right, game two, Rangers at home, minus one fifty two is what I got last night. On this are you going to make line. me
1: do this right now? I'm yes, wearing a throw. I'm wearing a diagonal Pittsburgh throwback jersey. You're yes, betting the Rangers.
0: Betting and booking it, Rangers on the money line.
1: Shit, zigzag theory. I didn't know you were putting this in the damn rundown. I didn't scroll all the way down with the, <laughs> no, my, with the delayed start. Now my fault. <laughs> I
0: gotta bet this. Yes, of course you do. (laughs) Damn it! Well, because you know what's going to happen. It's it's you know this is a punt. they punt punt this game. That's why Deming's playing, in my opinion. They're punting on it. He may be playing because the Smith may be maybe real, but he might also need just a night off just to get healthy to get good for game three. Maybe got game one mission accomplished. Our guys are tired, guys. Let's just go and. Yeah.
1: Listen, this may play to the under. There may be guys diving in front of pucks and like really just like when you get the backup goalie, the mentality is, geez, we can't let a shot on goal. Like, Mm -hmm. let's let's protect him. Let's protect Louie as much as we can, you know, play conservative, play, play differently. Um, I don't think it's an automatic play to the over when I watched that first game and I thought they're tired.
0: I mean, who knows? I mean, it's two ways of going. Tired legs can lead to more goals, but tired legs also can lead to less scoring chances. Yeah, so
1: brother Dan just came in the chat. Brother Dan said the Rangers win no matter what. He never does that. When he does that, he's right more often than not. He knows to love it.
0: (laughs) Second bet. Capitals win game one. They have not lost a game by more than two goals all year to Florida. I got a plus one and a half reverse puck line at minus 120. Damn it. Not expensive at all, and I could win. I could be live to win the game outright here. Caps could win game two, but get me to an overtime. Get me to a three-three overtime, and I cash no matter what. Betting or booking Capitals plus one and a half
2: goals. I like what you're doing here. Betting
1: that too. It got to be a bet. That has to be. I mean, it's a it's the zigzag gets you though. I mean, if they yeah, but they can win five four like they have. They, oh, they if, could definitely. I mean,
0: the Capitals are alive to win the no, game. No, I mean, again. Panthers can win the game, just win the game five four.
1: Yeah, but what if we're up one and the Capitals start pulling a goalie? Very empty possible. Netter,
0: empty netter, hundred percent. It's 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 it's. I wouldn't have bet it unless if it was minus one forty or fifty. I wouldn't have bet. Oh, minus one twenty is not horrible. It's good. Yeah, no, given where we are, That's that's good. And they can win the game too. They can if actually. Brother win
1: the game. Dan is watching the show. I'm, 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 seeing if Brother Dan likes this hat. I might get him. I might see oh, he likes. This is the this is the Penguin special. I was going to say the Bruins special, but we ain't got to worry about getting your Bruins. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the- oh, look at that.
0: That's the Bruins hat. Nice. Uh, look at that. We, we we have that already. It's tight. We have the BVB Bruins. Kids say that's uh, clean. Already going on that. Caps and plus it, a goal and a half. What else you got here? Finally, the Giants have been ice. Lost four or five. Yeah, they played the Dodgers. Giants bounce back.
2: Who's Giants, pitching? Logan Webb. My boy. Confirmed? According to ESPN. Uh, according to my e- line screen, it's still blank. ESPN's got it as... Logan what was billing. your price? Minus 132. Ooh. Against Michaelis? Mm, yes.
0: hmm mm. It's an under game, but it is. I'd rather, I'd rather because the Giants are due here. They've been frustrated by the Dodgers. Got lost 3 1, 9 1, 11 5 to Washington. Lost 14-4 to Washington, one nine three, 3 Back at home to get some home cooking here after licking their wounds. And the Cardinals are okay. 10-0 win over Casey yesterday. Lost 7-1 day before.
1: Man, oh man. I think I'm going to book this one. Okay. Coming off the series against LA, the bats may be cold. And I I'll take plus money. Although, if you can get Logan Webb at minus 130... I still don't have him confirmed as the pitcher. I mean, I think the price will shoot up if he is confirmed as the pitcher. I think you'll have to, you know, it'll go to Giants minus 150.
2: Total of seven. Under. In the game. Yeah, under, I
0: lean under. I would lean under. Just got to be careful with the Cardinals' bats. First five under, people. Brigade. Played out one first five under. What's that, three and a half, Four? Four?
1: Depends. Some books have not shading it in half. They're putting it at four, which is a gift. I would put this thing at three and a half minimum. Mm. And, and they don't do it. They put it on a whole mean number max and three, use three four half, instead three three of three. Because at
0: three, how do you bet under? Yes, yeah, so you mean three and a half maximum.
1: Yeah. Well, the, okay. I would put it at three and a half at minimum to start. and I would even go lower. I would go three if I was booking it, if it's Logan Webb. Nicholas has been good. yes, very good. So I'll book it sidewise, but uh, under's the play favorite thing
0: about today is what
1: So two things one, um tonight amidst all the sports, we don't have basketball, which is kind of
0: cool, but not really. It's, <laughs> not really
1: it's not really It's <laughs> like all the momentum of all the series it's like and all this stuff it just seems so absurd to have a night right now in May without basketball. But what that means is we have Oklahoma State playing Oklahoma in college softball, number one versus number five. It will be guaranteed on a TV here because we're holding futures on every team um, that we can except Oklahoma. And I'm trying to get positions on all these different teams. So when they go to Oklahoma city, Mm. We have different options. So Oklahoma State, this is a very pertinent game for the kids. We'll have this on in one of the TVs while we're watching the Penguins, obviously, and everything else. That's one thing, favorite thing about today. And number two is that a very dear friend of mine is in town and wants to meet up for lunch. So right after the show, I am headed down to Circa to meet him for lunch and if anyone's down there, please say hello. I and will certain, not have to. Where, where
0: are you going for lunch? Berries? No. Yeah. The eight The deli? Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Heard good things. Oh, it's 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 fabulous. I've we heard their fried rice to. is the their fried rice is the best thing. The brisket fried it
1: rice is fantastic. And they run these specials. They're so like you roll the dice, the menu's great, but sometimes the daily special has been a winner. I've been there four times. And every time I've just rolled a dice with one of the specials and I've had to get a second serving because wow. me and the person I'm with split it, and it's been great. so big time lunch today um and I mean, we got Penguins Rangers baby. I can't wait I can't wait. Go Rangers.
0: uh for me, okay. for the first time in seven years, seven years today, I'm going to take a headshot today. Yeah, for boy. The first time in 7 years I have not had an up-to-date headshot. And so UNLV came to me and said, "Hey, we're redoing the website in the summer. Need a headshot." And I was like, "Okay, perfect." And then our guys here at Props are going, "Hey, we need a headshot. Everyone's asking me for headshots." And so as we saw, we saw Matthew Berry. My current quote headshot which is my twitter profile picture is the last time i had like a professional photo taken it was me and matthew berry at caesars (laughs) behind the caesars backdrop four years ago yeah three four years ago it was a while yeah Yeah. so i have not had any like real professional photography and i've never done it on vegas on the vegas strip so i just threw it out there on twitter i said hey anybody do professional shots do you know donnie peters I don't know how many people in the poker world, you know, Donnie Peters. Yeah. But he's a big poker guy. So top of my head. No, but I might know him when I, yeah. So like, I, I know a lot of the poker guys because it's like how I know Farah and how Matt Brown, Matt Brown was in the poker world for a long time. So I met a lot of poker people through Matt Brown. So I, I met Donnie and he, he worked, he's worked at a variety of different poker websites and still does. And so he, uh, somebody responded said, Hey, my wife does this. And you know, like, I had like eight people come at me in, in DMS. Like I do this, I do this for anchors here in Vegas. And Donnie was like, Hey, that's, I was the best man in that guy's wedding and that his wife is awesome. And I was like, done. Anyone give me a recommendation like that. We're good to go. Right. So we're going to two locations tonight on the strip to take these photos for publicity shots. So we'll have a new uh, Avatar at some point in the next week or two. New publicity shots today, so I'm I'm very excited about doing it on what the are strip. What you wearing? A suit. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wear a suit. People have asked me that question, like, do you want to go like real casual and do it like? I'm like, eh, not really. I just kind of want it to be like you know a Vegas strip shot, like just make it look like I'm in Vegas. Like I don't need much of it, but I have not done this in a really long time. The last time I took photos for a headshot, are you was shaving. No, oh my! What would my. I shave for? This is—I've this is, had this for six years. You ever seen me unshaven? You, you ever met me since I had, haven't had a beard? It's been, a uh, it's been a long time. Been a long time since I haven't clean shaven.
1: Oh, you've had a long time. You take it down pretty close sometimes. Yeah, yeah right now it's pretty down. It's down really thin right when now. You went for that when you went for that part in that movie. You, you, you were almost clean shaven. When I went for the part for the movie, yeah. He went what to you? do. He went to do a reading or some shit. I forget when it was. It wasn't that long ago? It's in the past Me? six months. Not Madeline.
0: Me, you. I read for a movie. Oh, yeah. that thing! Yes, yes, yes. That was a scam and a half. That was a mess. <laughs> that that whole thing was a mess. I, I never tell you that? Oh, that was a whole. That, that thing was like a whole. Like, that was not that was not meant. Like, w- when when they contacted me, that was for for a boxing. That was for the boxing movie. It was for Creed Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 whole thing was just a way of getting a cattle call, getting people on camera to just be able to find out who they are. Like, that was a whole like. That was not serious. I was very angry. I hung. I hung up after about fifteen minutes of realizing what they were doing. It's like this is a scam. It's Like you guys just want to get people's pictures and you'd be able to do. They I was like, I'm out of this. I hung up. I was like, I'm. I'm. I'm out of this video. That was dumb. So yes, I did. I did go down pretty low with that. But you know, so, so I'm psyched. so I. I have not had seven years. It's been seven years since I did a, a photo shoot like this for headshots, uh. And so I'm excited to see. Uh, Donnie said she's tremendous. She she knows all these locations. We're going to the top of a parking deck for one of the Vegas casinos that looks overlook the strip in the background. Uh-huh. And then we're going to downtown uh-huh. uh, to someplace downtown that she looks to go, to go ahead and that's it.
1: good. So, I know. I, I probably know which place for the one down on the strip. I've been there taking so, some pictures there. It's great. It'll be good. So, so,
0: yeah. So I'm excited about doing that today. So did and you read see. my story time from the book
1: yesterday, by the way, I wanted to mention that to the listeners too. I wrote a story about uh, a woman who passed away, who worked at a, uh, the M at the big deli. Um, she, she was amazing and she was a character in a movie. I mean, she, her name was Bonnie. She reminded me of Flo from the TV show, Alice, and she worked in the, in the deli. It was an amazing, uh, I, I found out, you know, this is such a small knit world. You talk about knowing poker people. Somebody mentioned to me, hey, did you hear about Bonnie? I was like, no, why? What happened? And she passed away last year. I was like, geez. So I was thinking about it with Derby Day coming up. Yeah, This was her one day where she would actually make a bet. Like she didn't bet. She worked next to a sports book. She dealt with horse bettors and sports bettors every single day. All the curmudgeons, all the poker room guys, everybody. She would give the shit back better than she got it. It was great she would make a bet she would always ask me dave who should i bet on for the derby and when i heard the story i wrote i wrote it so if you haven't you know go back and and find it on my twitter feed but it was just really good And it was another one of those things that my favorite thing about today was thinking about her and all the characters you meet in the book
0: yeah all right I'll, i i'll try to hold this together when i talk about this because this is i don't know if you guys follow dink on twitter but you should yeah we're um, going to talk to him we're going to actually, I think, you think we should bring him on the show? If he wants to, it, it's, I it's breaking, it make him feel good. It's really breaking my heart. Um, yeah. He's been diagnosed with cancer and he's like in real time grappling with his own mortality. Yeah. Um, And that's really hard. I think for, uh, I don't know, for me, at least it's hard because it's someone that I, I don't know him well. I know you know him better than I. Yeah. But. I've really enjoyed my interactions with him. I enjoyed seeing him at bat bash and, and and just talking to him. And I I think he's a really interesting dude Yeah, and uh, from my part of the world and, you know, just somebody that, that I, I've enjoyed, you know, company with and to hear him talk about being sick and not knowing if he's going to make it and kind of grappling with the idea of a, of a cancer diagnosis that he thought was going to be nothing. And then it came back and he's got, you know, a pretty good sized tumor in his body. Yep. I I just want to say that to him, I'm thinking about you every day. Whenever I see this stuff, I don't know what to write back. I've been trying to figure out the words to like, yep. How do I, how do I express this? And how do I say that I'm thinking about you? And how do I say that I'm worried? And and if I can do anything for you, and I've said that, but I don't know really how, when you're in that spot, does that really mean anything? But. I think it does. I mean, you know, I I've been trying to text him
1: and DM him every day and let him know that I mean, both of us are here. I think he listens to the show. He enjoys the banter back and forth. It was great meeting him and seeing him down there. And he's such a positive guy. He was always, you know, in the book. Interactions with him were always professional and always positive. And you know, he's one of the sharpest guys that I've ever met. um, Mm -hmm. You know, doing this in this business, and it is. Uh, when you get that first diagnosis, I mean, I'll never forget when my dad got it, you know, and he called me on a Tuesday and said they found a brain tumor and they're operating tomorrow. And it was like, what your whole world changes. And the mental part of it is sometimes worse than the physical part of it. My brother, Doug is just, you know, he got diagnosed when I was in a hospital with a stroke, he got diagnosed with stomach cancer and somehow he's been able to fight it. And so it it touches you. Um, I think just say whatever comes to whatever comes to your mind and speak from the heart. And I think people appreciate that. Sometimes they're not ready to hear it. Sometimes you catch them on the wrong day. It's not you, it's them. Mm. But all we can do as a group and all the people that listen to us and follow us and stuff is just follow him. It's it's what is it? Dink Inc. Yeah, dink Inc.
0: ink. I-N-C. Yep. Yeah. Dink Inc. on Twitter is yeah. his Twitter handle and I mean, he's trying to make light of it saying, if I don't make it through this, at least I won't be getting any calls about my car warranty expiring any longer Sense <laughs> you were still, <laughs> so he, he's trying, <laughs> like he's you know, trying hard, oh. um, to do this, but he just put down his dog and that was a real tough spot for him. Yeah. He really, he really had, oh. a, had a hard time doing it, but, um, you know, he said, I'm going to fight this with as much positivity as I can muster. I hope the challenge is not insurmountable. And it's just like, yeah, he said, I went in thinking it was going to be a hernia. But here right. we are. <laughs> here he is with, um, he said, I mean, this is what killed me. He said, I think about those death announcements that say after a short battle with cancer, my attitude is very bad right now. Yeah. Like that's tough, man. Dealing with your own mortality and dealing with something like that is just kind of, I don't know. Yep. puts me puts me into a spot, you know, puts me into a place where I'm like, anything we can do for him. I, I've talked to you off the air about what? this. That, like, if he needs anything, if he needs us to do a fundraiser, a GoFundMe, if he needs us to do a rally or whatever. Yep. That we'll I figure be- it out. Yeah, I want to be here for him and do yep. whatever we could do to 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 make it to make it okay in some way. Sure. If I can if I can do that, I don't. Again, I don't know the words. It's yeah. I've been struggling now for a couple of days with this. So hopefully he's gonna be he's gonna be okay. So all right, tomorrow's Derby Friday. Are you wearing a crazy hat? I'm working on it. Oh, I knew it. I knew you did. It's, 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 it's the one damn day of hats. I was like, this is going to be Dave's damn Super Bowl. Like, what, Working the, on hell? It. It's like, what the hell is he going to be wearing on Friday? So my tease <laughs> to you guys is tune in tomorrow to see whatever damn hat this dude's going to be sporting <laughs> for the Friday pre-derby. Are we talking to? Who are we bringing on? Working on that, too. All right. We got to talk to somebody. Reached out a-
1: to Roxy. He couldn't. Wow. Do
0: it. Okay. We'll Talking about hats.
1: Damn. So I was I mean, I, I figured go to the go to the Mecca right
0: there. Yeah. My he goodness. He couldn't do it. So Okay. Try to get somebody. We'll All see. right. Well, we'll have somebody on talking horses cuz I know absolutely damn nothing Same. about the Oaks. I know nothing about the Derby. Nope. I wait for people to tell me what to bet. These are Shit. certain things. Just tell me what to bet and I'll go and bet it. I don't handicap. I've got no, I can't tell you a single horse. I've not started. I haven't even, at even looked at the field yet, but somebody sent me a text at the twelve. Bet the okay. twelve Tomorrow in the Oaks or the Derby? Derby. Okay. All right. So we hit we'll, two last year. We'll get year. more information. We hit two last year. So we'll make some money for you guys, hopefully for the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. So That's let's it. see what, what happens with that. So... uh Oh, the Red Sox are down to three and a half, by the way. You can put the over on the Red Sox. And it currently is seven to four for the Brewers. (laughs) Red Sox totals down to three and a half. I'm on under eight. You can bet over if you want. Bet over on that. I don't know if I would, but seven, four for the Brewers. He's Dave. I'm Matt Derby Friday tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book.